guys, welcome back to the Starring Milano podcast. This is season four, episode six. Um, and you know, it's just one of those weeks. Um, I don't know. I was really excited about 2021. I still am. I'm trying to be optimistic, but it was a tough week last week. Like just physically, um, I feel like my period is playing games with me. I'll, I'll get to that in BTS, but, uh, emotionally, mentally, it was a lot. It's been draining, but it's okay. It's a new week. It's going to be a great week. Um, and yeah, you're here. We're here together going through life's ups and downs. So thanks for bearing it all with me. And if you're new here, there are three segments. The first one is called BTS, where we recap my past week. The second segment is called Talk Worthy, where we pick a few things going on in the media and we try to offer a new or different perspective. And the third segment is called Dropping Gems, where we pick a topic of the week and we drop a few gems. So let's get to BTS. And what I mean about my period is that I've been hot and bothered this week, like hot flashes, cramps. You know, it's like one week is not enough. Why do I have to bear it for two weeks? Yeah, it's always the week before Before. my period and then like... A little bit after, yeah. A little bit when it starts. Oh, like the first I mean, yeah. When, but like, yeah. why? Why? Like, why? Why? It's like, like half the month. <laughs> yeah, it's half the month of this, and it's not fair to us. We didn't do anything. We have to deal with the headaches, deal with the cramps, deal with the. Honestly, I get dizzy sometimes. I get a little bit nauseous. We have yeah. to deal with all of it, and back then we have to pain. deal with twice. Yeah, back pain for two weeks, basically, and just pure exhaustion. Oh yeah, I I'm mean, just l- like, why am I so tired? I mean, we also, I was getting me and Milana were texting before I came here, and I was like, I'm a struggle bus. Like, I'm so tired, and she's like, me too. I was like, oh, thank God, it's not just me. And then I was thinking about it because she posted this on Instagram this morning that it's our sixth workout of the week. Yeah. So, and there we're about ending the week Mm -hmm. so we're gonna work out almost every day this week so I think that has something to do with it but yeah it's also yeah it's been that so I don't know and we had a mile run at Orange Theory some of us had a mile run I um went late I wasn't even late she's never late I was actually on time but everyone else was early because they knew it was a benchmark and they were gonna run a mile and they ran out of treadmills and I they had one treadmill they're like the fastest we can do on this treadmill is six miles per hour because it's like kind of broken I'm like fine I'll run six I run six for one minute and it breaks so I had to do this fucking what is it a bike cycling yes a bike it was so stupid what a waste I can't people really like people are really into like cycling culture yeah it's different like a cycling class because they do the same thing like for for orange theory they don't guide you enough on the bike to no. make it worth it like if you're bike. at a, if you're at a soul cycle class or like sure, a cycling yeah. class like it's a good workout like yeah and they add weights and they do all this other stuff but i'd rather just run people like stand up and they don't sit on the like on the seat they do a lot of things i can't do that i feel like it's a short people thing Maybe I, I could equate, do it. Remember that one time? I think I feel like you were watching me. I like did it standing the whole time just to like make it like. Yeah, I equate cycling to rowing, which is like not made for the short people of the world. Maybe yeah. We have to work twice as hard as everyone else. Honestly, running too, but at least running like some people are fast runners. Like yeah. that's okay. But with cycling and rowing, it's like if you're short, like you're struggling. You have to go twice as fast as everyone else to like keep up. Mm-hmm. It's really unfortunate. Anyway, so we're tired. Um, you know what I discovered this week? You're I have- also tired that you didn't 
uh, introduce me this week on the Oh, mic, I'm so but, sorry. But that's like, I don't care, but people are probably, I mean, if we have Wait, new listeners. That I is like hilarious. People who, li- people who I listen totally know. Over. Hey guys, um, if you're new here, that is Lena, my friend and co-producer on the mic. Welcome, Hi, Lena. everyone. Not just just so, for our new listeners. Yeah, just for our new listeners. Welcome, if you're a new listener too. Yeah, thanks. We're for a party being here. over here. Yeah, thanks for being here. We're going to try to pick up the, pick up the pace. I do have a message for my new listeners. I have hair in my ear and that is what I discovered. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I've never looked closely at my ears. Have you? <laughs> I mean, I've seen like hair in my nose sometimes and I'm like, no, that's but unfortunate. It's like in and on my ear. Oh, like little fuzzy like Yeah, but hair. also in and on. That's weird. I feel like like I mean, it's like a little normal. Muscle, like you know, ear hair stash. is there to like protect your like body. Like I know, you know but like I never noticed. It's supposed but, to protect your vagina. Yeah, but I don't have any more because yeah, those I are, know. <laughs> but you know that's like what they say like yeah. to bacteria and all that stuff. Listen, if that bitch is going to get gotten, it's already been gotten. <laughs> Stop. I, I'm not here for it, the hair. So I was uh, cleaning out my piercings and I like couldn't see. And so I get like the one of those like microscopic mirrors. Microscopic? I don't know. The, what, the fucking no. zoomed in ones. The really, the I close ones. microscope is for small. Magnifying. <laughs> I'm done with her. So I got a magnifying mirror to look at my piercing to clean it out. And I, all I saw was hair. And I was like, oh my God, I have hair on an ear. My ear. What about like if a guy's like nimbling on my ear and now there's like hair all over there? Like, do they know that? Do people notice that? Do I have no. to get my ears lasered? My laser lady was telling me that men come in and laser just their ears. And I'm like, people have hair on their ear? I didn't even think about it. And then I looked if at my ear. If a guy's like, nibbling on your ear, it's like your ear lobe. It's not like your inner ear hair. My ear lobe has hairs. Like fuzzy little cute I know, hair. but like, it's that cute. I'm not a fucking bunny. Why do I have hair there? Oh, oh my God. God. Anyway, that's what I discovered. Uh this week so welcome to my podcast if you're new here what else new year's determinations let's do a one week check um worked out great met my goal uh eating's been so-so it's been better than before but not exactly where i wanted but that's okay that means like i'm getting there um the planner's been great i actually bought stickers on amazon didn't it come with stickers? No. This one oh, didn't come with stickers. Well, I read when I was looking at the video, it, maybe you like purchase it on the website, but yes. there's stickers for it. You do purchase it on the website if you want, but like I looked at their stickers and I'm like, mm, no. Yeah, I bought I just 15, like 100 stickers from Amazon. I have to show you them. I'm stealing them now. They're the best. And the reason why I ordered this one is there's a sheet for every month like holiday ones and then there's like other ones honestly i'm having so much fun with my planner i feel like i'm in high school i'm like obsessed with it wait this is cute it's so cute and it makes you want to use your planner i'm telling oh, you they have spa day yeah fun, calm and they have chaos. like they have like little like dentist reminders like all kinds of shit oh and this is cute i like this yeah i'm gonna send you the amazon link i was yeah. like i'm i thought it came with stickers and i was like it doesn't i'm like it's okay let me see and then i found well i saw her use some of the stickers in the video some of them were cool like i the way she was using them was, was cool, cool which is yeah. very much like yeah. this packet right here but it didn't have enough and it didn't have a lot of variety hers yeah it was just like travel like yeah. you could block off travel on the calendar yeah this yeah yeah Cute. It is cute. So I'm very happy with my stickers. Um, what else? Yeah, the other thing that I've been kind of struggling with is my morning routine. I don't know why. Maybe because we're just so tired and our parents coming. Both of us have been having a hard time waking up. Me probably more than her. She's been calling me, but like I'm like I'm up, but like I'm not up at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know when she's. I actually don't know if it's working or not. I'm like I don't know when she actually gets up. I need to get up at six. Like I need to. I get up at 6.30 every day now, but, but like... But you don't call me at 6.30 every day. You call I'm me, like, like, right before my I feel like that's so early. It's not... I'm so... Wake me up. I'm telling you. I... 
You guys, this is recorded. I am giving Lena and Oraldine permission to wake my ass up at 6.30 a.m. every day. Bitch, just do I, it. I, like, call at, like, 7, and then yesterday was a shit show for me, so, like, I didn't even call her, and then she called me, like, are you up? And I was, then I called her back on the way to the workout. It was, like, literally, it's been a joke. And I'm, like, she's, like, it's too late now. I was calling to wake you up, and I was, like, I know, like, I had a morning or whatever, and then I was, like, where are you? And she's, like, in my bathroom. I was, like, you're going to be late to the workout. And she's, like, no, I'm not. It took me 10 minutes to get there. I wasn't late. I know. I just was too late for the treads. Yeah, yeah. People were not playing that People were not playing. I feel them, though. Yeah, it's okay. Um, Yeah, so that's been my checkup for my determinations. Um, How about you? You want to talk about it or pretty much the same? Yeah, I mean, I didn't, like, my working out was similar to your, like, Mm -hmm. reading. I'm not really going to, like track it i pretty much i've gotten to Five the point to where, six times a week yeah it's like, it's like that's already it. in yeah. the discipline but um yeah i've been one of my bigger like goals was like i had all these things more so like personal things like mm-hmm. going through things like organizing things like i mean but it's hard to do that in the first it, week. exactly yeah. so i'm just like i was able like i want to do one thing a week from that long list yeah, that i have and good. i've been yeah. able to do that and then i've like um, did like my, the morning routine a few times. I didn't do it every week, which mm-hmm. was better for me. Cause I w- I didn't really have a morning routine like you did. And, um, what else? Yeah. Like balancing just like different areas. Mm-hmm. I've been able to like, I just want to do like small things for everything that I want to accomplish mm-hmm. and like be able, and then look back and be like, Oh, I had a productive week. So yeah. I feel like I did that. It was a very like tiring week and it kind of got thrown off, but yeah. yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, that's about it for this week, except for TV recap. I know, Lena, this is your favorite part. I'll talk about Housewives first. I haven't watched Salt Lake City. I'm sorry. I'll watch it. I'll catch up. Um, honestly, OC, I say this every week. It's really just a fucking snoozy doozy. I don't know how else to say it. What a fucking just disaster of a show. They need to recast everyone. Maybe like two new Housewives would be great because I don't know what's going on on the show. I'm, I'm bored. Um, and Dallas was great. So, they have a new housewife. She is a doctor. She is a Chinese immigrant. She is just so cool, so rich, so smart, so pretty. Like everything that you want. This is like a new phase of housewives. Like these women that are like working housewives. It's great. I love it. Um, she talked in the first episode about her, the like discrimination she faced as when she moved here as an immigrant at six years old and didn't speak any English and people would make fun of her obviously because of the way she looked but also because she didn't know any English and it was just really touching because you don't hear a lot of that on these franchises so I could really relate to her and I really enjoyed having her so far so I'm excited about Dallas. Um, the thing about Dallas is they don't have a lot of like drama amongst the women it's more of like their personal lives are just interesting like they're just like an interesting franchise to me um and they're not extra no one is like no one goes out of the way their way to be super mean or anything except remember lena i showed you last season uh leanne leanne was that her name who um was being like super saying all that like stuff about the other housewife that was mexican like mm-hmm. oh yeah my God, that, that was, was the so that was the meanest that was thing Dallas? that's happened yes that's the oh, meanest thing that's happened in five seasons on the show so yeah. like they're not really like a mean she kind of like just like a bad apple she was just she's gone <laughs> oh yeah they, they her, removed they her, her they were like we're not fucking with you like we can't do that like bravo's we've got so much shit for it. she was like the main one on the show too wow. so they t- really took a stance anyway um and atlanta so i watched this uh episode and 
there was like a celebration for Portia's activism. You know, she's really been going hard for Breonna Taylor. She's been marching. She's been like really loud. Um, and she's got arrested twice now. And so her sister, when she came back, her sister was like, wanted to throw her a surprise celebration. Like, you've been doing so much. Like, we want to say thank you. We appreciate you. Everyone appreciates you. And Kenya was just like, when she got invited, she was like really weird about it. And she's saying like, I feel like she's doing this for like, her own benefit she's doing this for like social media it's not genuine which was like to me like Kenya always says fucked up shit but to me that was just kind of like damn like you're gonna use this moment for someone who left their like toddler daughter at home to like really go and fight for a cause this is how you I don't this is how you like I don't know not, not thank her but this is how you show your support and it was really problematic to me I didn't like it and I'm glad that she got uninvited to that party because like she didn't need to be there um you can't even talk about it with me because you don't watch it so no I'm just like listening I like I thought you were gonna say that she like her sister threw her that party yeah it's like maybe the the party was made like I thought you were saying maybe no Kenya she was th- talking about that, just in yeah, general I was like maybe the she was saying the party is not appropriate no and like, she said it like two or three times to, oh, to wow. like different housewives and people are she like went to jail you like, shouldn't say that yeah I she's, mean like you go to jail for social media following yeah like, I it's doubt like it. twice yeah like, yeah no. it's wild so people I'm like, don't the one thing I'll say is like people it's hard for people to see other people like grow and change like, yes maybe this was not something that you would have expected her it's to do. It's not because she didn't even know what the Underground Railroad was like eight years yeah, ago. Yeah, but so like, like she's learned a lot. Yeah, and so it's hard for people yeah. to keep up with other people's like internal growth. Like mm-hmm. if this is something she became passionate about and like was put on her heart, like who are you to say? Exactly. Like, <laughs> but it's, it's Kenya. Like genuine. what else can we expect from Kenya? So anyway, that's the housewives. Um, she's not the model, right? No. Which one's Kenya? The model. The, like, really pretty, like, model not who just Cynthia. got married. Oh, s- not married. Cynthia. Yeah. Cynthia just got married, right? Probably. And during COVID, and she had, like... Oh, no, she was going on the tour, like, of the of the venues. So yeah, 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 yeah. That's her. Yeah, okay, that's so Cynthia. not her. No, it's Kenya. She's the one with, like... Remember when when they were making... um Her and Phaedra were going one-on-one against each other for the... um for the for the workout tapes do you remember when she's like oh you want me you're gonna go do a workout tape no i'm gonna go do one like really shady she's the uh, one that got dragged on stage by porsche by her hair at oh, the reunion. oh wow there's some backstory <laughs> yeah to this. so like she's a low-key hater okay okay so that's her um what else okay another thing that i watched binge watch like 24 hours like bizarre i couldn't sleep is bridgerton which I told you to watch, which I think your brother would love. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. You guys I just tried to watch your other. It's so we'll get to it. It's so good. It's like first of all, it's produced by Shonda Rhimes, Shonda Land, so like you know it's gonna be good. Um, and it's like everything is perfect. The costume design, the set design, the music. So they take like modern day music and kind of like uh remix it to like oh, back in the times. I like that. It's 1800s like London, and it's just really cool. The best part about it to me is that the cast is so diverse and when I what I mean by that is it's not like people of color are in these like secondary roles when they're where they're like you know servants or whatever that we're usually used to seeing in in this type of time period no it's reimagined as if 1800s London like this was the norm like the queen is black you know the duke is black like it's just it's just different and I really appreciate that because I think for a long time people's argument with for example like casting a black James Bond or making Superman black people's argument is like well historically this person has always been white so I can't see myself in this person as a lead actor or actress so I can't relate and therefore we shouldn't cast these people in leading roles because historically they've always been white I think that if we're 
if you're casting someone for like an actual person who existed, like Martin Luther King, or like if you're casting, I don't know, Dick Cheney, all these people, yes, cast someone who looks like them because we're telling a story, telling history. You want to be able to imagine and, you know, see the person for who they were. But for something that's fictional, you can really create whatever you want. And I think that they proved that with this show that you can reimagine any time period um, in any way that you want and it will be successful. So that's what I really appreciated from this show that they really helped me imagine a different time, like 1800s London and like in a different way, not like boring and just like, also like not, you know, there's a lot of like inside jokes. There's a lot of like little quirky moments and you're like, oh, like this is a, this is so cool. And I really appreciate most importantly the casting so yeah you know who also did that really well is Hamilton the musical Mm -hmm. so they cast um their cast was very diverse from all of their um all of their locations like in Broadway in Chicago and LA like the cast was um very diverse and in those times it was based off of a real story but they still casted people of color Mm -hmm. and roles of people who are white in um history but like even they in the in the musical there's three sisters they're called the Skyler sisters like uh one of them's mixed one of them is black one of them is white but they're sisters yeah. in the in the musical and in and in real life so it's interesting to see that they still casted them just to show the diversity in yeah. that and I think in the like musical realm and play realm they're better at that yes. than they are in like Hollywood and entertainment but they even took it a step further and they're like it doesn't matter like if this person is talented and fits the role like it doesn't matter if they're representing someone who was white uh-huh. in um in history and I really like that too. Yeah. So I love Bridgerton. I really recommend it to everyone. Um and speaking of uh you know switching it up, The Bachelor. It was the first black bachelor in 25 fucking seasons, which is like crazy. Crazy. You mean to tell me we went 25 rounds without saying, "Huh. We should throw in a black guy." Like, it's 2020. So is that 25 years of The Bachelor? I think, I feel like 25 seasons, I don't know if it's actually 25 years. I feel like they might have done, like, two two seasons sometimes, like, per year. Yeah. I think they've been around since, like, the early 2000s, like, 2002 or something. Wow, that's still a long time, if you cut it in half. You went through, who in that room went through 25 seasons and said, this is the year? Like, nobody? I don't, maybe they thought that because they're target audience or demographic was probably mainly like white people or white women they were kind of like are are people going to be interested i you know how many more people have watched the bachelor this year because they they lost out on a huge market yeah so like hello but anyway i think um, that i watched a little bit of it milana like told me to watch it and i think it can be like diversified even more but they're starting somewhere they're starting somewhere this is like a reach for them it's still a really like white show yeah, it's, it's pretty white. It's pretty yeah. white cable television. Yes, it is. Um, I do think he's like the perfect bachelor, though. Like, he's very good yeah, looking. Yeah, I love he's him. He's so smart. Like, he's uh, charismatic and, like, just, I don't, he just, his personality. He's not, like, dull, you know? He's in I think tune that's with a, himself. Yeah, I think that's yeah. important. I love that he prayed. And I saw a lot. Tell he, them, like, I, I'm sure people, a lot of people didn't watch. Tell like them what he did. So before he, he met the women one by one. And then when he finally met all of them, they were all in the room. And before he started going into the, like, the little one-on-one sit-downs to get to know them, he asked everyone to bow their heads and he said a prayer. And I think that was, like, really interesting. And I went on Twitter to see what people were saying. And it was kind of, like, mixed. Like, some people 
uh, did not like the fact that he brought religion into the show. Um, and that <laughs> happens all the time. When Tim Tebow was yeah. praying on the f- football field, people were, like, outraged. I was laughing at people. Like, they get so bothered and about I'm someone's like, personal, like, beliefs. Well, people's arguments were, like, what if he was Muslim and he, like, bent down and was, like, you know, there was that argument. What's wrong and with that? Nothing. I think people are <laughs> saying that why like how would we react if it was a different religion like just because everyone assumes that americans are like you know just christians and like saying this kind of prayer whatever it was so stupid but like that i'm like i don't give a fuck if you were praying in <laughs> korean like pray you know what i mean if that's what's important to you like we're trying to see he's authentic you might not understand it he could have been praying in a different language he could have been praying in a way that i couldn't relate to to me i'm like that's still important he's being authentic to himself and it's a big part of him and if he's going to show that that means like he wants someone who's sitting in that room to be able to understand and like relate to that side of him and also probably be you know want to pray with him i mean that's so important imagine you're sitting in that room and you aren't spiritual and you don't care to be and you are instantly thrown off then you probably shouldn't stay on this show with him and that's one part but it has nothing to do with the women it's just who he is like this is a part of him so i think that it was important that he did that i don't get it i don't get the problem with it he, like it was interesting i like that he said like anytime he's nervous mm-hmm. he like relies on god which is why he prayed but like i didn't go to twitter to see like what people were saying people but it seems so like annoying. it was like two conversations like one yes that it's like it was one like if he was of another religion, then that would offend people. Like, I don't know why. And then another one, like, when you were saying it, like, people were upset. It seems like that. What it, say again what they said? Why is he praying? But like on you're the saying, show, if, like, if he was Muslim and he like bent down, and but would we still receive it the same way? Like. I don't, I don't want like to see religion want separate, like, church and state. Like, this is what people were saying. Like, oh they don't want God. to see religion on TV. They don't go to religion. They don't go to TV to watch somebody, like, be religious. But, like, what if he's not religious? What if he's spiritual? Just because you're praying doesn't mean you're, like, you know, over here slinging Bibles back and forth. Like, that doesn't mean anything yeah, for mean, anyone. Also, no one's Yeah, business, I'm just but. trying to understand, like, when they, when they what that person meant when they said that. Like, they wouldn't want someone to pray in a different religion. No, they're like, giving an example of, like... We are. Some of us are saying that that's so nice that he did that. What if he was praying in a different religion that we couldn't relate to? Would you still feel the same way? You get what I'm saying? They were saying separate it. I don't want to see any kind of prayers, like yeah, in any kind of way in I any see. religion. Because I was gonna say, like, I think it depends on yeah on how open minded you are. I think yeah. if you're really like ha- like spiritual or like which I know is different, then you'll receive prayer in whatever way it's yeah. meant for you. What if you're? What if he was meditating? Like, would people yeah. still be offended? I don't know. I'm like. I mean, we're the wrong people to ask yeah. about this because we have, like, conversations all the time about religion and spirituality. I think I grew up Muslim, but, like, I go, I've attended churches. Like, I don't have, like, these lines of religion. No, because like, there's think, one. We all believe in the same thing. Yeah. It's, like, so every, one it's, God. In, I'm just super open-minded, so it's interesting. It's, like, if he were to pray, um, like, f- say a verse from, I didn't, did he say a verse from the Bible? I don't know if he said a verse. No, he, he literally he didn't. Just literally like literally spoke to God. Yeah, he just was, like, talking. He's, like, please, God. Like, yeah. And it's, like, in Islam, you bow your head. In a lot of religions, like, bowing heads is, like, a sign of respect. And yeah. it's not, like. It's, like, taking a moment. Yeah, it's not. It, anyways, but even if you were Jewish, Muslim, Christian, mm-hmm. Hindu, like, you could still receive that in the same in the same way yeah. with the basically the basic sentiments of what he said. So I think people always just find something that it's like... Everything's a problem with everyone all the time. I don't... No one's yeah. ever happy. Like, 
It's just, I think it's, yeah, it was like a lot of change for them and they just want their show to be like how it was. And it's like, no, the yeah, the guy's trying to bring, be real and bring yeah. something to this show, like to make it like unique. It's not that big of a deal, guys. Um, Anyway, so uh, the women are interesting. Victoria is insufferable. I don't know how else to describe her. The one her. who came in acting like a queen? Yes, the queen Victoria. She was funny. And it's embarrassing that she's from LA. I don't know what part of LA she's from, but like, I don't want it. I saw her. She was like the last one to come in. I was like, oh my God. She is was she like uh, horrified? Yeah. I'm like, is this how she is in real life? Probably. Cause oh I don't think God. she's that great of an actress. Yeah. But I also think that like people are like her, people like her, what's wrong with the show? Because it's like you are not here for the right reasons. Like you're here for your 15 seconds of fame. And it's clear like he wants nothing to do with her. Like I'm telling you. But the producers probably told him to keep her on because she's like drama, you know? Like she'll probably be around for a couple of more rounds and then they're gonna send her home. Like she's not. She's too much. Um, and there's always one like her on every fucking show. And it's funny because the three that I think are going to be the finalists or like that I like the most are the same ones that Jimmy Kimmel's wife said, which is so funny. Hmm. It's Abigail, the one that got the first impression rose. She was the one that's like partially deaf. Oh, yeah. Her. I um, liked her. I like her a lot. Rachel, and the one that cried when he prayed, like the really cute brunette. That was a little much for me. Why? I would have cried too. I know, but she kept talking about like the crying and the crying. Like she kept like. She said it once. Really? I think you're talking about someone who's like, yeah, yeah, I cried too. I cried too. Like right after her when she said, yeah, I cried. It made me really emotional. Is she the one with like the dark long hair? Girl, they all have dark long hair. (laughs) (laughs) But I liked her. She was really cute. And then I liked Brie. She was the one that first came out. The first one? Yeah. She's Mm. also, I don't know if she's, I think she's Persian and black. With the green dress. She was really pretty, really mm. cute. Those are my three favorites. And I feel like that's probably going to be... Oh, and I really like the girl in the pickup truck, Kaylee. I think her oh, name yeah, was. Yeah, I yeah. love that. She was, that was like really good. Those are my four. Yeah. I want to stick to that. We'll see what happens. But I'm excited. I want to see what happens. And, you know, if he finds love. And his mom is so cute. Yeah, his mom is cute. She's so cute. Dude, I love moms. I love all people. Um, And that's all I have for BTS. Wow, that was a long BTS. Okay. You guys, talk worthy. There's just a lot of shit. So, like, let's just get started right away. Um, KFC now has plant-based fried chicken. They're doing a test run in 50 locations in California, which is LA, OC, and uh, San Diego. And I called my nearest location, and I asked them if they were going to have it. It's the Beyond Fried Chicken. So, Beyond Meat made fried chicken for KFC for a trial run. Um, They don't have it here where I live. So, I have to go call a couple more places. I stopped after one. But I'm really excited. Because, you know, my cravings for, like, fried chicken, and then I can't eat it, so I eat, like, popcorn shrimp so like i'm really excited to try this um thank you kfc and beyond burger um what else oh okay so this was like trending fabulous caption for emily b um by the way i like cannot spell the word fabulous because of him because of like that song when he like spelled it f-a-b-o-l-o-u-s like his rapper name how is it really spelled f fabulous f-a-b-u that's how you spell fabulous i've been spelling it wrong forever because of the song because that's how that's funny anyway so fabulous posted this caption with his girlfriend she's not his wife beyonce Uh, girlfriend yeah i don't think baby mama yeah life partner um it says i know the cool i know the cool of this generation is being savage and not giving a fuck all the rap songs say money over everything and everybody's sleeping with somebody else's man or woman. But for real, having a partner to love, share life with, raise a family together with, and make each other better is real goals. That's the real cool. That's really winning. Love you, Emily B. So he got a lot of heat for it because, like, he has not always been the best partner to her. I mean, like, they've, they've been in the news 
a lot the past couple of years for like a domestic abuse allegedly um and on love and hip-hop she was just crying all the time like this girl was not happy and he was not repping her so it he got a lot of shit for like bro like you are the rappers that you are talking about like this caption is literally about yourself you know i have to tell you i'm hoping that this is just growth and not just talking because i feel like it is because he doesn't really post stuff like this a lot so i feel like he's probably coming from i've lived my life i fucked up and now I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this woman. And now I understand how valuable this relationship is to me. So that's the approach I'm taking. I'm hopefully, hopefully, hoping that it's growth. <laughs> you know, you don't look, this, you don't look I mean, as happy. So I saw this and I saw a lot of people I know, like on my Instagram, like reposting it and praising it. So I kind of got like a different. Yeah. Like point. I wasn't, I wasn't there to like repost it. Like I'm not all the way like in, in I'm like, yeah. I'm not mentally all the way there with him where I feel like, yeah, like oh, this I, was cute. Like, yeah. no, like, okay, cool. You posted that. Okay, bro, we'll see. Like, yeah, cool. So That's I, where I'm at. Yeah, so I saw a lot of people, and I'm like, why? I'm like, I was literally like, did people forget that, like, yeah, he allegedly physically abused her, like, or there was, like, a physical yeah. altercation? I'm. It's behind closed doors. I don't know exactly what happened, but mm-hmm. it was, like, she was screaming at him from the window of their home, and he was outside. I was like, I'm so confused right now. And then, so um, this girl that I follow on Instagram, she posted it, and I was like, oh, I thought, and then, like, people were responding. I was like, oh, I thought I was the only one. There are people who remember this. I'm like, am I the only one who remembers this? But yeah, I mean, and then she also mentioned that there had been like allegations of cheating and stuff too in his past, which I didn't really know about. I didn't like watch that, uh, the show. So yeah, I mean, I, like, I can say the same thing as Milana, which is like what I said in the earlier segment is like, you have to like accept people like if they're, you know what I mean? Changing and growing. And my only like critique of him would be that like, he didn't really acknowledge his past. I feel like when you're like, especially if you're like a public figure and a celebrity and like people know what you've done or you know what I mean? Whether it was an allegation or not, he kind of like, yeah, he should have came from a place of like, like he showed like, I know I used to be like, yeah, like he knows what he's presented himself as. So it would have like touched me a little bit more. I would have like believed it a little bit more if he like acknowledged his past and like took responsibility rather than like posting that as if like nothing ever happened and also as if like you guys are doing this over here but this is really what you should be doing when like really you were doing this your whole life tone or like the the way he said it it was very like also like judgmental rather than like bringing up like the generation under him and being like you know what these like drake does that a lot he always like Mm -hmm. is always like in music he does that a lot because he doesn't really have a lot of you know what i mean drama in his personal life that That we know yeah that he put he gets um that the news gets a hold of he signs those ndas to get some sign girl yeah so um I feel like he could have done it in that way and kind of like said, you know, it seems cool to do this when you're Mm -hmm. younger. I used to, I've done this, I've made mistakes, but I really like learned this. So I just didn't like his approach, but I mean, I hope it's genuine too. I mean, I think it's more so I've seen things like I like to see men who have like, who are in some type of relationship and have children with like women to have like to present a good relationship there like you guys have Mm -hmm. kids you know what I mean I also saw like um Tyrese and his wife got a divorce um and they both like it was his birthday the day after they announced um his their divorce and she posted um for happy birthday to him a really sweet message and when he posted like announcing the news of their divorce it was also a sweet message and they talked about like um, yeah, they like each other still. It's yeah, like, like that they're like respectful. Yeah, to like co-parent and stuff like that. And I think that's important. 
Um, I also something, oh, I think it was on when I was on Clubhouse. I've like recently got obsessed with Clubhouse <laughs> that like people were talking about like staying together and like working um, it out. Yeah. And getting a divorce and like for the kids and stuff like that. And like, I didn't end up like speaking in this specific room, but I was thinking to myself, like, it's also detrimental. Someone said it like this guy actually ended up saying it is like, sometimes it's detrimental to stay 100%. together for like kids. If you guys don't have like, like a good relationship and like even not just like a co-parenting, but like a loving relationship that like kids yeah. can see like how you and mimic, love you know, someone and like, else. Yeah. yeah. So like you can be cordial and stuff, but if there's like not like a loving relationship there, like a tender and like care relationship, then it's like, I feel like sometimes it can do harm. It so. does. And it's been proven. Yeah. So it's kind of like, no, I, you know, get that divorce if you need to get that divorce. Like yeah. don't, but also fight. I think it's easier to get a divorce. I feel like people, the divorce rates are crazy because I think people, a lot of people just don't even try. I think it's important to try. You don't never want to walk out of a situation and say like, you want to walk out and say, I did everything I could in this situation. Um, but I think it's important to just, for you to be happy because if kids see a happy mom and they see a happy dad, then they have yeah, a happier childhood. I think it would be more beneficial. Like <clears throat> you've seen, like if they get remarried or they have yes. a relationship with someone else and that is like a relationship, they're like, oh, I look up to that yes, relationship. Exactly. And, or you could say, I look, I, I look up to the friendship that my parents mm-hmm. have if they, you know what I mean? However, like it may be, but yeah, I hope back to fabulous. I hope he's a changed man. Amen. Amen. Um, what else? The Grammys got postponed, so they were supposed to be on January 31st. It's not even happening digitally like the rest of their award shows were happening. Um, this is interesting it's be news. in person? Well, okay, so they were going to do it digitally. Oh. Okay, they were going to do it digitally but still have performers. Oh, okay. Now they're canceling all of it all together because the COVID rates are so crazy. Oh, okay. They don't want any in-person production at all, and they're moving it to March 14th. So that is interesting to me. I think that definitely makes sense because, like, when you're doing in-person, like, there's still a lot of people who are, can, you know, potentially be affected. There's celebrities that are performing. There's presenters that are still there. There's a lot of crew, the production crew. So I think that it's interesting that they moved it. I wonder why they moved it to March 14th. I wonder if they think that, like, everyone's going to have a vaccine by then or, like, life would just be better. But, I think yeah. they probably just ended up also picking a date, like, hoping. Hoping, yeah. yeah. It Versus did the same thing. They were Ashanti and Keisha well, No, Cole. they're going back to digital, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But they canceled. Grammys, at all, not at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. Yeah, but they're postponing it. Yeah. And maybe it's going to be digital in March. Maybe it won't even... It's, it's always supposed to be digital. Yeah. It's supposed to be digital this time. It's yeah. going to be digital March too. They're not going to do it yeah. in person. So that's what I'm saying. Versus was in person and now they're like, oh, we're going back to digital. Yeah. Like it's not, like we don't want to take the risk. I can't believe the Super Bowl is still happening. Like it blows Football my Football doesn't care. Like the NFL literally does not no, care about No, there's COVID. people in the audience. Yeah, like a lot of stadiums in different states have like 50 capacity, like, or I don't know if some of them have 100, but yeah. some of them are like, yeah, come watch the game. Yeah, there's no, there's no bubble. There's nothing. I mean, it's also based on the state's, like, laws. Like, they're not... What What do you mean based on the state's laws? Basketball literally said, the NBA literally said, we're all going into a bubble yeah. and going to so hang saying, out in this bubble. Yeah. No, I'm saying Doesn't that they're not... matter what state you're in. Yeah. That I'm saying the NFL is not, from my understanding, is not going against state laws. They're If the law allows them to have the... Uh, the game they're doing it they're not like defying state laws it's I based guess. on the state but it's based on the nfl they should have did what yeah the they should have completely yeah, removed they should have done it, a but they're bubble just like, oh. or whatever if they really wanted it that bad they should have put everyone in a bubble said yeah. leave your family and friends at home and we're gonna play for a couple months like yeah. no they don't give a fuck yeah, at all but care. they're just gonna take whatever is like slack is given to them yeah just they never cared 
Yeah, they're all about the Remember money. Colin Kaepernick? They don't care. Yeah. They've never cared. They never cared. <laughs> um, okay, this other article I saw, LA County is considered the most dangerous city to live in. According to a Deadline article, according, wow, um, according to the Federal Emergency Management Agency, LA is the most dangerous area in the U.S. FEMA calculated the risk of every county in America for 18 types of natural disasters, including earthquakes, hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, volcanoes, even tsunamis. The pandemic was not counted, but Los Angeles has been called ground zero for the coronavirus. Um, <laughs> of the more than 3,000 counties surveyed, FEMA found Los Angeles County has the highest ranking in the National Risk Index. Good. Good. How about you fucking lower those rent prices and the price of living if it's so dangerous to live here? And how about everyone just go back home and yes, I don't give a fuck. First of all, yes, earthquakes. I'm like, I read this article. I'm like, how? Like, there's like tsunamis. And I'm like, oh, no, we have earthquakes. But people have tsunamis. I'm like, oh, wait, no, but we also have fires. Like, I'm, we have a lot of fires. I mean, I shit. think, I don't know if they did this, but I'm just thinking as I saw that and as you read it, that like, we also have the ocean. So there is a potential yes. to have a tsunami here. There well, they, they counted not potential. They counted like how many, like how much, um, like when a natural disaster happens, how many people die from it. I feel like we have more, there's more opportunity here. We have not just earthquakes that happen, maybe like a serious earthquake happens once every, I don't know, a couple of years, right? But we have fires and that's really where I think a lot of like firefighters die, people die, like we probably, and it happens more often than most places. Like there's, there's fires twice a year here. So what's on that list again? I mean, other than earthquakes and fires, what do we actually like experience? Earthquakes, hurricanes, tornadoes floods, volcanoes, and even tsunamis. Oh, so we basically, yeah, most of our, it's earthquakes and fires. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so. we had a lot of fires this year and last year. Mm-hmm. It's been a bad two years for fires. Yep. Um. So that's happening there. And then, okay, next thing. So this girl, Mia Poncetto, well, how do you say her name? This chick. <laughs> that's how you say her name? I don't know how to say her name, but she is she a crazy. fucking peach, this girl. Um, She's a work of art. So if you guys don't know, this is the 22-year-old woman. I'm going to stop saying girl because it's actually disrespectful. She is a woman. She's 22 years old, and she assaulted the teenager, the black 14-year-old teenager in a New York hotel because she thought that he had her cell phone. Um, so this full interview is coming out with Gail King, but I saw like a snippet of it, um, and it's... Crazy. First of all, this chick told Gail King to shush, which was like beyond me. Like, you little snot. Okay. Second, it was very interesting to me. Like, in this interview, it was very apparent that she doesn't really feel any responsibility for anything that she does. She didn't think that she did anything wrong. Um, she said that, you know, why? She said that it's she, how she asked this question to Gail, how is it racist? If I accused a person of having my phone, like I'm asking someone if they have my phone, bitch, because you targeted this person. She said, she said, uh, how is it a crime? How is it a crime? Yeah. Because you targeted this person and it is kind of racist actually, because when asked, how did you, why did you ask him of all people? She said that she, while the hotel manager was looking through the cameras, she stood by the exit and she asked people as they were exiting if they had her phone. I highly doubt that you were asking every single person that was walking out of there if they had your phone. You probably were very specific about the people that you were asking, and you asked this 14-year-old black boy if he had your phone. First of all, if I was walking out of a hotel and the bitch asked me about her phone, I'd be like, 
girl, bye. Like, no, I don't have your phone. Like, I roll. So when she asked him and he was like, no, she was like, let me see your phone. I'm sorry. And the dad was like, no, don't show her your phone. I'm, who do you think you are in this world to be like, let me see your phone. It's my phone. Like, I would be like, no, bitch, I'm not just because of that. I'm not showing you my phone. I want to see you hot and bothered. Like, now I'm going to provoke you because you have the audacity to accuse me of having your phone where I've literally never seen you in my life and, like, don't have your phone. And also, let the hotel do their job. There's cameras. They're looking through the cameras. Like, they'll find your phone. Who are you to, like, accuse people? Anyway, so I don't know if you guys have seen this video. If you haven't, please go, like look at it she was hysterical screaming at him she's like i'm not letting him leave because he has my phone she like did she tackle him she scratched him she charged at him yeah she assaulted him that's why it's a crime and that's why she got arrested so like this happened like i think maybe the day after christmas like Mm. this was like holiday season yeah yeah. around the end of december Mm -hmm. and like in the video you and i remember seeing it around then and then i kind of like it was also like i get sometimes when i see these videos it's like difficult for me to watch and i won't watch it fully through because i'm like i don't know what's about to happen like this is too much sometimes and then i'm like it came back and i saw it today and i sent it to milana because i saw the interview with gail king and she just was like a hot ass mess but hot mess with the with the daddy hat Hat on she had a hat that said daddy on it i was like i'm super confused read the room you lunatic like you yes i don't know what she's like i watched this like extended interview with gail and she said that her lawyer told her to take it Mm -hmm. off and that she refused to take it off and i was like what is wrong with her but she assaulted him to the ground Mm -hmm. pinned him to the ground and scratched him and then like his dad had to like get her off of him but like she assaulted him like that's a crime like and by the way i went and looked for these people his her dad's a jazz musician yeah the kid has a following yeah too. like you don't know who you're ever D- yeah like ever like and that that doesn't matter at all like yeah. who people are just in general don't be a fucking idiot it just turned out worse for her worse because for her. they you know what i mean had some prominence to them and their name yes. had name recognition but yeah she assaulted him it was a crime in the interview she was just like so like um immature like she wants to be like tried and dealt with as a girl like Mm -hmm. i'm young i'm only 22 but it's like no you're a grown-ass woman but yeah you're acting like a little girl like she didn't want to take responsibility she didn't like fully like she was like yeah i could have handled it differently but then never like really acknowledged that she like attacked him and then she just like turned the table and she's like well his father attacked me and it's like no his father was protecting him like from you like when you're a parent and like you're like and he knows again the climate that we live in he doesn't know what's about to happen yeah do you know what i mean like Who's going to jump in when yeah. they see this, like, girl who white looks girl. white passing yeah. with this black kid? Like, you don't know who's going to jump in and do what. And I saw, like, in the comments, and I'm not 100% sure about this because I didn't watch the full interview. Maybe people did more research on her because it hasn't come out yet, but she's, like, half black or something. She, yeah, I or don't. Or she's mixed. She's and so she, like, yeah. is relying on that to, like, no. get her out of this situation. No. And it was just, like, really interesting. But I also um, saw something else that she refused arrest when they pulled her over in California. Yes, and the officers had to drag her out of the car. And yeah. she slammed the door almost on an officer. So they're, like, debating whether they're going to yeah. um, charge her with resisting arrest. And I'm like, she just seems like a whole shit show and a half. Yeah. Like, she needs some time in jail. Someone needs to, like, like whip her into shape not literally but like yeah like her parents obviously did not i'm sorry raise her well like this no. is crazy she was disrespectful to gail she was like um gail enough yeah and she like put her hand in her face and this is on like video yeah. like she looks so stupid to put her hand in front of a video this is not even in person i was like at I the can't. laptop like you know and her lawyer was like stop 
Yeah, her lawyer whispered something. I couldn't hear and what she, her she, lawyer... she was saying, stop. Oh, I couldn't yeah. make out what she said. I was like, oh my God, she's just honestly an embarrassment. I think it's also important to say that a lot of people could watch this and, you know, they say, why are we always making things about race? Because it's not always about race. But I think it is important to note that, like, the way that she reacted and the demanding tone that she used when she asked, she said, you're not going anywhere until I see your phone. It's like, that is problematic. Like you are, first of all, accusing somebody who is, you know, who you didn't accuse anyone else in that hotel. You're accusing this kid because of the way he looks, I believe. And the way you're talking to him is like, you're talking down at him and you're using your privilege, demanding not only to him to see his phone, his personal property, but telling the hotel staff, like, nobody let him leave in here until I see his phone. Like, that is, this, you're, like, kind of teetering the line of it is borderline racist. You're using your privilege to accuse somebody. And then you're assaulting them because you think, and actually not think, you know that more than likely, you, there won't be any consequences. And this time, there, there are, there were, so. Yeah, she just was really demeaning and entitled. Yeah. I mean, like to the point that you just made personally for me, I think everything is about race. I think we walk out of this world and we have our perceptions, our preconceived That's notions yes. and our judgments yes. of people. So like, I'm always going to like look at it from that like lens and perspective because like it's inherent and it's subconscious. Yeah. And I, correct me if I'm wrong, I think what you're saying is it's not always conscious. I think people are always say it's not about race. For me, that's yeah. the first thing I go to. People yeah. are always like, everything is not about race. I'm like... It, it depends. is in a way for me. It's it depends like on the situation. Yeah. It depends on the context. To me, this situation, yes, it was like straight yes, up. Definitely. Like this is, yeah. Her subconscious. You targeted this guy because of the way he looked because yeah. there was nobody else that you targeted. Why this kid? I think it's difficult for her, especially at her age and probably her experiences to see that in like that it was. Yeah. That she subconsciously. It's definitely subconscious. Yeah. She's probably thinking it's 2020. I'm not racist. Yeah. And it's or just, I'm half or I'm whatever, you know, whatever she yeah, is. And that's the like, that's problematic. And it's it a is. really interesting, like, uh, topic. I saw the post initially on Sean King's page, and mm-hmm. then I also saw it on the Shade Room. And Sean King's caption was really interesting because he's also mixed and he's half mm-hmm. black, and he's like, "I've never like navigated this world like leaning on my whiteness," mm-hmm. and like that's his personal story. Like I would never know that, but it yeah. was interesting for him to like point that out, and like he's basically was like from what I understood, alluding to the point that it's like she's acting like in her whiteness. And it's like, yeah, you may be like mixed, but you're not like by your behavior, you're showing that you're not like, you're not, you're kind of ignorant to what you're doing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we'll see what happens with this girl. She's been arrested. So who knows? Um, okay. The last thing we're going to talk about in talk worthy uh, is the attack on the Capitol building. Now, um, you know, I want to first start out by saying that while it was slightly entertaining to sit back and watch this group of people show their fucking ass, it was also like very despicable because when I see people protest, I get very emotional Um, and I feel like proud in a way. I think that like when I see the Black Lives Matter protests, when I see the Women's March protests, when I see the, you know, Armenia protests, like I cry, I get very, very emotional. Um, because it saddens me to my core that people are still getting up, marching, walking, screaming, chanting, begging for their rights. Um, and rights that other people actually don't have to ask for. Um, and they've been doing this for decades. So, when I see something like this that happened on Wednesday, to me, like, it is shameful. I think 
you know, when people protest, they're marching and protesting because they're getting killed. People that look like them are getting killed. You're marching because you literally didn't get your way. Um, and obviously the word protesting is inappropriate to use for who these people are. I don't know what word are we going to use? Terrorists? <laughs> is that the word we're using? I mean, I think so. The media is calling them a mob. Okay. I would, I call them terrorists, but Domestic like terrorists. mob, okay. gang. Sure. We're going to refer to them as terrorists or yeah. mob as of today because it's yeah, actually disrespectful terrorists. to call them protesters when we associate protesting with something that you know is usually uh, positive we're protesting for you know for change change in a positive way what they were doing was just beyond me um and what i when i'm watching this what um when i was watching all this unfold what it made me realize is how so far gone some people actually are um what are you rioting for like do you even know what you're breaking into the Capitol building for. Um, I think that a lot of people on the right call Democrats sheep or they call people on the left like sheep. And when you are following a power-hungry, like thirsty-ass reality TV star who's telling you that the election was rigged and without fact or knowledge at all, with no fact or knowledge, you go and you break into a government building to protest it, quote unquote, that is sheep. You have no fact or knowledge if this is even true. And you're literally following what someone just told you because you don't have a fucking mind of your own. You don't take two seconds to do the research. That is what sheep do. So I think that it's interesting that people on the right are always calling people on the left sheep. But in reality, like we just watched it happen. Um, and you're protesting against democracy. You're literally... Our democracy is in danger because the sitting president is questioning the results of a fair election when, in fact, he's the one that was tampering with the election, calling people in different counties, telling them to recount. He is actually putting our democracy in danger and you're going out there as this mob, as terrorists, and you are quote unquote, you know, fighting for your rights. No, you're fucking fighting for a dictatorship and you don't even realize it. And a dictatorship is like literally the most un-American thing you can do. And because you don't have a fucking mind of your own, that is what you're doing. And to make matters worse, nobody was arrested at all, which blows my mind. The DC police started putting photos out a couple of days later, asking people to send in tips. Why the fuck were people not arrested on the spot? And where the fuck was the police aggression that we're so used to seeing that everyone is like, yeah, blue lives matter. Where was this police aggression? Like we didn't see any bullets. We didn't see any tear gas. We didn't see again, no arrests. We didn't see their fucking batons flying left and right. I don't want to see that shit to be honest with you. Like I don't like it at all. However, where was it? You guys are so good when you see peaceful people walking down the street with signs and all of a sudden you have people breaking in, committing a crime into a government building and nothing. I didn't even see, like I saw like three security guards probably. It took them so long to get the police over there. The National Guard should have been there. They weren't there. I don't know. It's it's crazy to me. And I think I've seen people say that we shouldn't compare this to you know, like protests that are fighting change, like Black Lives Matter or any other protests. But I think it's important not to compare it, but to show the difference in behavior of police officers. Like, obviously, there's no comparison. These people are fighting for their rights. These people are fighting because they didn't get their way. This is not the same thing. But what we are comparing is the treatment um, that each group received by the police department, like how the police pick and choose the way that they want to apprehend people, um, the way that they deal with actual protesters and criminals in this country. And 
aside from the Trump supporters, I think that the fucking police really showed their ass in this whole thing by being complicit and by not doing anything. Um, and the chief of the police department like resigned in DC, which yeah, is like, capital po- you know what? Good. He's, police. he's getting ahead of it. Cause he knows he's going to get a lot of shit for it, but like fucking shame on you too. Like shame on all of them. Um, and we, the people with like half the brain have known that Trump has been a huge problem for a long time, but you know what else is a problem? His fucking 70 million idiots that voted for him. That's very problematic that there's 70 million people in this country that, behave the same way that these people behaved on Wednesday or they think the same way that these people think these terrorists think um and I you know we've always said like not all Trump supporters are the same I'm fucking tired of saying that like it might not be true maybe some people are voting because they like their money because they like taxes because they believe in Republican values and they're voting for a Republican uh president not necessarily Trump I'm trying to understand that I really really am because I can't say that I can support Joe Biden 100% or really any president on the Democrat side 100%. I'm trying to understand it. However, for the rest of your life, you have to live with the fact that you are associated with somebody who uses rhetoric to start a fucking mob, a riot, or whatever inside of a government building because he is mad that he didn't get his way. This is what you've supported. And these people are fucking vile people. These are people running around with Confederate flags. These are people running around with Camp Auschwitz t-shirts. These are disgusting people. These are the people that put a noose outside of the rally. Like these are the people that you are now have associated yourself with because you voted for this president. You voted for him the first time around. And like, okay, we didn't know. This time around, I don't think that there was an excuse. He showed us who he was for four years. We've known that his rhetoric has been dangerous. And somehow, 70 million people in this country still voted for him. And it's really honestly disturbing because to me, it worries me. Like, is it going to stop when he's out of office? What's going to happen now? Because 70 million people that think this way is very, very scary to me. I don't know. He represents everything that's wrong with people, white nationalism, white supremacy. Um, I don't know. I'm just honestly overall disgusted. I'm, I'm glad that there's only, I'm in a way happy this happened because now the right can see what people have been talking about in regards to policing in this country for a very long time. They can see it. It was obvious. Um, and yeah, there's 10 more days left of this. And I just hope that they sanitize the fuck out of that building because it looked like just COVID was running rampant in there. And, um, that's all I have to say, Lena. I'm sure you have a list of things you want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about this for hours. I mean, we yeah. did, like, talk about it the day that, like, it happened. But I think Milana did a really good job talking about exactly, like, what happened on that day. There was just, like, so many, like, images and video and stuff. But there's so many different layers as to, like, how we can talk about this is, like, what, like you know what I mean? To start off is... I was thinking this too, like talking about like the 70 million people that voted for him or, or these people that showed up yeah. and like for this rally and then like uh, broke into the Capitol building and did all of this stuff. I'm thinking like this is because this is where I'm going to bring race into it because there's so many levels is like this is what they felt in their subconscious. Like they're upset because black people voted for Joe Biden and got him elected and it's their subconscious like coming into play where it's like no we own this country like we own democracy like yeah. it's the entitlement and the privilege that literally turns into like the white supremacy where they feel like they can 
be violent and they have like it's almost the ignorance where they felt like they could make a change and they could like them storming the capitol building was going to do something like well they they can do that's yes and literally did nothing because now he's leaving in 10 days but yes the problem is step one we're going to we're going to go inside the capitol building and do whatever the fuck they we want with no consequences and they did. Yeah, like with the guy who stole the um, podium, podium, like he's literally looking and smiling like he knows he's doing that and nothing is going to happen to him. Nothing is going to happen, yeah. So, I mean, all of them felt that way, but like with this whole like Trump's rhetoric and propaganda, like people didn't understand and I think like people who support him don't want to see and didn't want to see, maybe some of them do now, that his rhetoric over four years cultivated this entire like people these people to me some of them felt this way from the beginning and yeah. they're like subconscious and he literally just brought it he out brings in them. out the worst in people and somebody yeah. damn me and said like i can't believe you're posting this look our president it's not about trump these people look what our president just said he told him to go home i'm like read between the lines yeah, you fucking idiot lines. like do no, you see conti- what he's saying he continuously incited yes. them because he was like i know how you feel it's it's really manipulative yeah. if you look at it it's like, like I know, he knows how we feel we can't stop fighting guys like we got to fight for him he's defeated we got to keep going like this is the, the, the thoughts yeah, in these crazy like, people's minds he's like i love you you are very special people but you need to go home like it's almost like a hidden message and yeah. i swear i'm not trying to sound like um like a conspiracy theorist but this is like how he acts and like for example like today news like came out that twitter completely suspended his account and i was talking to my brother about it and they put out like a statement as to why mm-hmm. and i was like why would they do that because he had said like i'm not going to the inauguration mm-hmm. and then my brother read the article and he was saying that they interpreted that contextually as him not going to the inauguration as like still not conceding the election. Yes. So like in 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 Twitter's fear, I guess that there would be another type of incident like this and it's like, oh, he's not going to attend it, so let's go and do something. Yeah. to it or at this thing because people's question was like, how are we going to have an inauguration here in 2 weeks when like the the security is like shit. Yeah. So like they suspended his account and I was saying like 4 years too late because like he cultivated this and incited this in people for 4 years. It's like better late than never, but Yeah. Um so yeah, that's one layer about like we like people are saying there are two Americas, we have a divided America and it's like really like I've listened to a lot of people speak and like it's really until America can like and people can really like like take a hard look at themselves and really like what they believe in and how this country was founded and like what you know what I mean really yeah take a like long hard look at themselves as like what do they believe and how do we mend these things and like bring these two sides together it's going to be a problem because these people like you know what I mean they they've felt this way they this they just had like a uh, a platform to kind of, kind of now like really come out of the woodworks. And then another thing that I wanted to talk about was kind of just like more so like, for example, like the policing, of course, we all know, like if this was another group of people, like mm-hmm. if this was like, a, let's say for example, like BLM, like you, people have seen the images of the, um, of the national guard on the steps of the Capitol. Like they, it's this just really shed a light clear as day to people who wanted to pretend that it wasn't true Yeah, that like you have a preconceived notion when it comes to black people and that you're coming out with violence in the front and that their lives like don't matter. But it's like, 
And then, and it's problematic because they didn't bring in the reinforcement. And it's not even like, because people will say like, oh, like Trump didn't and his team uh, denied the ca- the National Guard to come or whatever. They should have been there. There should have been no reason for them to be called. They should have already been there. Like, you know, these people are yeah, dangerous. You know, there's going to be hundreds of and people I, here, thousands of people here. Yeah, And I uh, listened to another um, news story about this retired Capitol Hill police. And he's like, in the past, we would have had um, metropolitan police. Like we would have 100%. had all the bordering sitting police police there. So they just like, were not like, obviously we're not prepared because of the situation. Notify, they weren't told, they weren't asked to be there. Like, yeah. But then like that goes into me, for example, like people, and this is, people will say like, oh, this is a conspiracy theory or whatever. But like it, I think more so they just underestimate they underestimated the situation because of because the group of people would were white. A hundred percent. What I mean by that is that these people had like T-shirts. People were being flown in. There was like merch for this shit. Like if you were really like if white supremacy was taken as a serious like threat as like it, for like domestic terrorism in this country, then like the radar of the FBI of other agencies mm-hmm. would have been tracking this. Again, if this was Muslim people, they would have had snipers at the top of all of the buildings if they 100%. had a inkling that a extremist Islamic group was going to do something. So it's like they don't t- like take it seriously. And that's a problem in and of itself. Like white supremacy is just like not taken seriously. Like this is not just like white people who didn't get their way this is people like we said these are people full of hate confederate flags yeah camp auschwitz shirts like they're like there's that group and then to milana's point there's also an ignorant group like that lady who got maced yeah she was literally like it's a revolution oh my god i died i'm like bitch you want to be so oppressed you want to be oppressed so bad what are you what is the revolution for do you know what you're talking about no they don't know anything so like there is a group that like milana said like just a herd of sheep that are like blindly following something and then there are people with deep inherent racism and hatred and they're mad that a portion of this country you know what i mean black people who they feel are less than them were able to get come together and rally together and vote in a president that they wanted. Yeah. So they're upset about that. And like, and I think they feel that because this Trump represented all the things that they believed in, or somebody yeah. finally spoke to them. And now this person was being taken away from them or taken out of office. They felt like, why is this happening to us? Because you know, when Barack Obama was elected into office, we didn't see, there was like some fucked up shit that happened, but it was not like this because people did not feel comfortable. Nobody gave them the right to behave this way and to like talk about like what, yes, their inherent hatred. Like you, no one gave them that platform. This man gave them that platform and now they feel like their platform is getting taken away because this president is elected, you know? So. Yeah. And then um, the last thing I'm going to say is really like about policing. It's like we, me and Milana have said this on this podcast before. I mean, I've gone to BLM. I went to BLM protest this past summer and like BLM kind of, they believe in defund the police and it. Like what I personally believe and we've spoken about is that like police needs like deep ref, uh, um, reformation. It mm-hmm. needs to be reformed. And I think that's essentially what they mean, but they basically mean in the meantime, it needs to be completely like defunded and rebuilt because it was never built to protect everybody. It was yeah. only built to protect white people. If you know the history of policing, then you know this. And this was shown front and center at Capitol Hill. Like you see police officers taking selfies with people. You see police officers opening barricades. You see police officers. I saw video, literal video of people in the B- Capitol Hill building 
of police officers saying, oh, you, this person's office is this way, literally directing them. They were like in there as if it was like a field trip. They were standing around talking like, yes, like why weren't arrests being made? Like on nobody should have been walked. Nobody should have walked out of there. Yeah. And then, oh, the other thing I wanted to say because was- Because even if they walked in and you don't see that as a crime, they all should have been arrested. Because if yeah. I'm standing outside at a protest, I'm getting arrested just because I'm there. Yeah. they That lady that was escorted down the yeah. steps of Capitol Hill building. like if, And I also, I have friends that live in D.C. And they're like, if you're from D.C. or you grew up here, you know that you cannot go anywhere near the Capitol building without like some type of like deterrent or somebody yeah. being like, you can't be here. Like- there's heavy security there all the time. There, I'm so sorry. I don't know her name, but there was um, a woman who um, got shot and killed for making an illegal U-turn around the Capitol Hill building. Like there, it's, and she was a black woman. So like they have their security there. They just it, this is what I'm saying. There's prob- things being problematic about like it's inherently just because they were ignorant, but it's also just very weird the entire situation that things were kind of let like almost like. The stand- slipped under the rug yeah like, did you, yeah or no, just so, like the it? status quo it was less than the status quo oh, yeah. it wasn't even like oh this is what we normally do yeah. on a regular day it wasn't Washington. even bare minimum and and that's weird to me and i don't i don't like to spend my time like going down like deep dark holes but that's very odd to me that the yeah. status quo wasn't even upheld that day like something is off with that like they didn't even have the regular security or i mean it could just be a mixture of both but just like and it's like, I, you know, there's so many posts and I actually like posted a lot and like that's my kind of like outlet of just like getting this information out and I like to like hear different types of information. And it was also something that I saw that was in just like they like, and my brother said this too, is that like white people don't inf- like uh, ensue force on other white people. And he's in the, in the met, like framework of police, like mm-hmm. the police who are these white police are not going to beat mace, do all of these things to other white people. Yeah. And it's like so sad that like they feel like they can do that to black mm-hmm. people. It's just, it's really unfortunate. But, um, one of the posts that I saw was like, oh, like they treated them like family because like they are like, that's really what they believe. So it's just like a really, like they weren't even there like doing their job and, and like purely just protecting the building and the people in it. Yeah. They like, uh, like Milana said, they're complicit. They were aiding, honestly, in my opinion, they were aiding and abetting. Yeah. Like it was crazy levels of just like coercion and like letting things slide and happen. And of course, like, yeah, why weren't people arrested? Like on their way out like now the fbi is like backtracking like oh like we need pictures and digital media and video and it's like my brother again like my brother's a lawyer and he's like passionate about these things so he also was like posting and talking about how he's like again if this was a muslim group you would know exactly who organized this like because it's because people traveled there for the rally and it's like people knew like how did you have to think like how did people know what it just wasn't like that's why I don't like the term like mob. It just wasn't like a spur of the moment thing. I personally believe part certain people and uh, parts of it was planned. It's a whole as hate group that was that planned this. Yeah, thing. and yeah. it's just like it's not taken seriously to no. the point of like before, during, or after. And I think that's what I really want to highlight. Like yeah. prior, they didn't take it seriously. During, they didn't take it seriously. And after, and it just it's really sad that this is what this country has come to. It's like I posted something. And it's like no, like. I've never really been proud to be an American. Like, it's sad. There are certain things that aspects of it and like people that I think show like real true American values, but like, this is just not like, 
this is just really embarrassing and sad that this happened. And it's the, I posted the last thing I want to say that I saw. It was just like, and I knew this was going to happen. My friend posted this. She's Eritrean. And she was like, you know who's going to be cleaning up this mess in the Capitol building is like black and brown people. And the next day I wake up and there's like a video of them literally just like, it's just such a metaphor that like I don't want to see where yeah. it's like, black and brown people are cleaning up white people's messes. Like that's literally a metaphor for like the United States of America. Yeah. So something needs to change. The one interesting thing I also want to point out before I forget is like there's posts coming out about like the people's Instagram pages or pictures mm -hmm. of them or video of these, like some of the main people I would say that you mm -hmm. like saw. And it's like the, I posted this one picture of this guy in his house, like holding like two rifles. And it's like, this is the modern day American domestic terrorist. Like, yeah. I don't know what else you need to see to know that this is a threat and it needs to be dealt with. And these captions with. are scary. They're like, we're coming for you, Joe yeah. Biden, or like, we're this, like yeah. these people like, are like the one, the guy who wrote the, the note to Nancy Pelosi's like we will not back down like these are threats like yeah. it doesn't get any more like until like the country and the government really take white supremacy seriously like we have a huge problem on our yeah. hands like it's literally and this is like domestic terrorism yeah. like this is like like I said someone right next to you that you may not know that maybe is loud and proud maybe is you know what I mean like more so timid about it but that's how they feel deep down like it's dangerous like it needs to be like dealt with and I hope like Joe Biden is able to like put something like he keeps saying he wants to, and I, I did appreciate like at his um like uh speech when he won that he was saying like I represent all of you even the people who didn't vote for me even yeah. the people you know what I mean like I I appreciate that and I hope he can do something to kind of bring the country together but like the one thing I said that I didn't like he said which was like oh this is not American this is not America and it's like no we need to face like the truth like yeah this it is, is. This yeah is Amer these are Americans through and through and it's a problem. Something I want to call out that Milana said that I think was really profound and kind of really gets to the heart of what we're trying to say and what we're talking about is that uh, the police, they treat human beings like animals and they treat animals like human beings. And it's really like just watching what happened on Wednesday is like they were acting like animals and they were tr treated with like the utmost like respect and like grace Let me and all walk this kind of down the stairs yeah kind of stuff and then at blm protests like people are being like hit with batons and like had concussions like in la like i saw it and people like the events i was going to this is what happening were to the, to the people who were on the front lines yeah. being tear gassed like thrown into fucking cop cars like as if they're literally just yeah, like animals just and go. i and i remember it was just like the riot gear and like the baton. zip tie their yeah. arms together like and hands together when we were talking about the arrest i remember i remember being on the news like i came home early because my parents are just like all like super like protective and they're not the type that would be like yeah go to jail for this cause like we don't want you in jail at all like they were like proud that i went but um we i would come home and i saw on the news like they lined up everybody because it was past the curfew mm -hmm. and dc had like put in a curfew, um, had enforced a curfew and they lined everybody up for the BLM protest and they were zip tying them and arresting them. And I was like, there was a curfew that people were not abiding by. Like what happened to the, like line them up and zip tie them and arrest yeah. them all. So many people got arrested in the summer, which was, um, began because of the murder of George Floyd. Yeah. 14,000 I saw some number and like I think by the end of the night there were a few arrests on Wednesday but like most of these arrests like they're backtracking and like trying to find them but yeah. it's like crazy like people are like protesting for their lives and these people couldn't even be arrested because of the 
property damage they did. An officer died. They, it was He was bludgeoned by a fire ex- extinguisher. So please, like, don't tell me that, like, oh, things Jesus. were not violent. Like, it's really sad. And it's just crazy that the difference, the clear difference in treatment. But I just wanted to point that out because I think that's, like, a really profound thing. And I think that's where we need to, like, yeah. focus on and, like, do the work. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to call out Milana's wise words. Thank you. That's so kind of you. Um, with that being said, I wanted to roll straight into dropping gems um, because I think that these two topics kind of go hand in hand. And in this week's dropping gem segment, I want to talk about the way we react to people who we are in disagreement with. Um, you know, this was inspired by a few DMs that I've received recently. And I've been receiving these types of DMs when I critique Trump in really any way for a while. And the DMs are usually very, like, aggressive. And a lot of times, like, they don't make sense. Um, and the past two that I have engaged with, however, like, I truly wish I hadn't because it really does take a lot of energy out of me. And it really goes nowhere. Um I can be an impulsive person sometimes. Like, I've been working on it for years, and honestly, I've been so much better. But, you know, when I feel tested or I feel questioned, I react. I'm not rude. I just kind of respond and tend to go back and forth with people. Um, And, by the way, to be clear, I'm never the one that reaches out to people and tries to start, like, a discussion because usually, like, I I just don't. They come to me. Um, And a lot of the times they get ignored. And every time I have these disagreements, it always ends the same way. Um, Somewhere in the conversation, you know, the person proves to me that they actually know nothing about what they're talking about. And um, they haven't done any research. And that the message I posted went completely over their head. So usually the conversations go nowhere. I find myself like heated, irritated, um, you know, like I feel like they've just like gotten to me. And it makes me realize that, they actually have no basis for what they're saying. Um, and I sit there and I just think to myself, like, why did I even bother? Why did I even engage? Um, and, you know, I only respond to people that I slightly care about or know. You know, I think that people, you know, who may be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and I think that I do have a passion to, like, tell the other side of the story. I always want to tell someone and explain to someone um, what the person on the other side feels. I, I want I want to kind of have a conversation, have a dialogue, and try to help that person imagine themselves in someone else's shoes. That's kind of why I engage. And I think that it's important to take time and educate people. Um, you never know like whose mind you can change. But sometimes people are just, like I said before, too far gone. And it's honestly in your best self-interest to leave it alone. Um, you can't argue with stupid. And essentially, like that's really what it comes down to. It's people are kind of stupid. Um, and I've learned that a lesson from all of this is like, don't engage with people who are irrational or ignorant or miss the point of your post altogether. Um, don't know how to read between the lines. And lastly, people that are too far gone. Um, you can't really break in there at all. You can't really change their minds because they're already too far gone. And I do believe that you know, just because you're trying to have a decent, like normal, respectful conversation with someone, they're not going to take it that way. So I think that, um, I've just realized, especially this year, I'm glad this happened early on to kind of like protect my energy. Um, and you know, not everyone deserves a reaction out of you. Um, again, I think it's important. We can educate people. We can take the time to, you know, open people's minds up. I think that's important. I try to do it all the time, but I think to a certain point it gets the best of you and it's not in your best self-interest. And I found myself for about 45 minutes just being like hot and bothered, like getting into this, like 
argument back and forth and I was being, you know, very uh, impulsive. I was responding really fast. And somewhere in the, in the conversation, I realized that they had no idea what they're talking about because they thought that these people broke into the White House and not the Capitol building. And at that point, I was like, oh, why are we even talking? You don't even know where these people are. Are you even watching what's happening? Like, they had no idea what was happening. And so... This this happens to me every time I engage in a conversation. I later realize that it was pointless because these people aren't even educated on the topic. And that's kind of where I just stop. I go, oh, you actually have no idea what you're talking about. I'm going to go now. Um, so, yeah, I think that not everyone deserves a reaction out of you. And sometimes it is in your best self-interest to just step away from a situation um, or a conversation that you thought could be beneficial for someone. But in reality, it's not. So... That's what I learned. Yeah, I think you did like a really good job at explaining it. We kind of talked about this in our like mini like pre-production call about like what and we're basically in agreement and have like the same beliefs. I think one thing that you mentioned, I think you forgot to mention now, which I'm not like specifically calling out for you, but you mentioned that you felt like in that instance, you let your ego kind of get. Yeah, I felt questioned. Yeah. My pride. Your and pride, yeah, yes. and wanting to be right, kind yeah. of. I'm again. I'm only saying not this. right, but I don't like when people think I'm stupid or that like I'm posting mm. something I don't know anything about. Like, is that how you feel? Like that they come at you? Yeah, I do. I feel like they're coming at me. We're like, what are you talking about? He just. It's not mm. about Trump. He just posted saying that like you know everyone to go home. I'm like, and I feel like my intelligence. I'm like, do you can you and do you understand rhetoric? Are you listening to what he's yeah. saying? You know, it's like, I feel tested. And a part of that is me. That's why I need to like stop and think yeah, before and I'm I engage. Saying this, this is, but the other part is like, yeah, like, are you really? Yeah. And I suffer from this as well. And yeah. I'm sure other people do. And it's just like a fine line that you kind of have yeah. to like decide. But like from, again, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but kind of like being right in the sense, like you don't want to, uh, when I say being right, it's like not wanting to be wrong in the sense that like, you know, what's right in terms of like what the truth is and like, you want to get that out. And that's where it's frustrating because you're like, no, like this is the truth. Like you're just like sorely, sorely confused and misled. And so that's where it gets like frustrating. But when you see like, yeah, they don't know what they're talking about. They're ignorant. They're not open-minded. They're not being respectful in like the conversation that you're having, then it's not worth it. And that's not like you have to walk away knowing like I know, you know what I mean? What's like the difference between right and wrong and I can't like change everybody's mind. Um, Yeah, I just think that that's like interesting because it's like doing like you were saying more harm to you and it's not benefiting that other person anyway. Hopefully like our hope and prayer is like they walk away and like think about a couple of things that like happened or that was said in the conversation. But yeah, I definitely think if it's someone like if it's a family member, like a close friend and it's like a very like important topic that's like stemmed from like a moral of value then like try to take the time and cultivate like a productive conversation and then um and if you feel like you can move the needle with this person a little bit then sure but if it gets disrespectful and it's just like a back and forth yeah it's like and I'm only passionate about like a handful of things you know and it's like if I if I'm sitting here and I'm going back and forth with somebody who doesn't have the fun like the same like fundamental beliefs as me it's more than likely not really going to go anywhere. You know, like we don't believe in the same things. We don't represent the same things. We don't want the same for everybody. So for me, it's like at some point in the conversation, I realized I'm like, oh, like shit, like you are like really on this side of this like belief system or on whatever, like this is going to be very hard to break through and it's probably not worth it because now you're attacking what I think is like right, like it, it just in general, just like human rights or whatever. Yeah, like not now, you being right. Yeah, it's yeah. just like now you're just like... I. 
I, we don't even think this like we don't even we, we we will never agree because we don't believe in the same things we don't want the same things for people in general so like you just realize that halfway through the common you're like wow like this is where we're at you know so i don't have as large of a following as milana and i mostly know a majority of the people that follow me so i don't really um experience what she experiences um which like i'm glad that's really difficult to deal with because it's like you want to try to like have a conversation with someone help someone but um one person that i was like friendly with which i was talking about earlier is like it's not they this person was like, oh, I support Trump. And they were like referencing like in terms of like he's good for small business owners or like in terms of taxes and stuff like that. And it's like you just really goes to show what's important to you that like money and tax taxes to you is like more important than like the rhetoric he's talking about black and brown people. He started off his campaign saying Mexicans are murderers and rapists. Like, mm -hmm. come on here. Like, I that's where I like I don't have respect for you. And like, that's where it's you're too far gone where like I just have to cut you out of my life and yeah. like remove you. So it like it doesn't happen often for me but like and I do it without a sh like a tear being shed like for people that I've like oh like yo this person was nice yeah. or like I was friendly with this person it's like once you show that it kind of just it's like disgusting and it's like such a bad taste I'm out that like I'm so like happy and secure like in my decision to like remove you from my life because it's like I can't have people that like yeah or you just don't engage I know a lot of people yeah. that voted for Trump unfortunately yeah. actually personally know them yeah and a it's lot. hard when they're and like they're decent people unfortunately yeah. like yeah. I mean fortunately unfortunately they're decent yeah. people you can't hate them and they're not bad people they just don't get it they yeah. don't see what you see and it's for me it's better like I honestly if they don't say anything I don't say anything yeah. it's like we don't talk about it you know and hopefully like along the process they'll like yeah hopefully they saw see, yeah in like you know what I mean I want you know what I mean and you can see even I'll point out that like a lot of um people resigned on like, in Trump's administration like this was their like, last bro, and final straw days before like yeah. you're really thank you you're really you know like, yeah no, I mean bye. I think they felt like they really had to make a statement and stand because to them this like took it too far um and I wanted you probably wanted a job after this <laughs> yeah and then um something two other things I wanted to say that I forgot from the last segment mm -hmm. is like they're um, Nancy Pelosi keeps saying that if vice president, like they don't, they're trying to invoke the 25th amendment mm -hmm. to, um, to have him impeach. And if they, if vice president doesn't do it, then like, they're going to move forward in Congress to try to do it. And I was like talking to my dad and I'm like, why does it matter? Like, I know it matters to me, but like, I'm just curious from Congress. So he can't point run again. Oh, see, I didn't even think about that. Thank yeah. you. But my dad made a point because like, I know I believe it, but I want to know why I believe that it's right. That's mm -hmm. like the type of person I am. I read that. I don't know how true that is, but I read somewhere that if no, he gets she... impeached, he cannot run again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I he only he... had a four-year term, so no. I feel like he can run again yeah, if he I think wanted you're to. Right. Yeah. I th absolutely think you're right. Um, my dad was saying it's like my dad's always like, it's like the principle of the matter. It's like to 100%. make a point. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm like, there it is like hit the yeah. nail on the head like yeah because of course that's what what i would want but i'm like wow they're really gonna take their like try Last to do this 10 in days, 10 days yeah. like i guess they tried before um that like they really did try before i mean i hope they do um so yeah and then the other thing i wanted to point out when we were i know this is like after the fact but you know there were two pipe bombs found inside the capitol i building. heard this i didn't like go into deep no whatever yeah. you think I don't, that they just dropped them off and they like, had like they had backpacks like they had big they could fit bombs in there and yeah. it's like crazy and i'm like that's why i want to really hone on like hone in on why we're saying like terrorists yeah. but i like that was a cert like a 
a credible news source. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, that's not, why is that not the headline? Yeah. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if this was, again, I will say Muslims because Muslims have unfortunately yes. have a label of terrorism attached to them that like, that would be the headline news of these like two pipe bombs. And it's, it's really sad. And I'm like, it really, I saw a Senator speak. Like, he's like, we really dodged a bullet. Like they could have like bombed that building. People like, it could have been like a hundred, it was bad. But it could have been a hundred times worse. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, they're not taking it seriously. But yeah, I just wanted to mention that because this, like, I'm not just throwing out terrorism for shits and giggles. No, like, no, it's true. <laughs> there's like straight up facts. So yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. Anyway, heavy week. Um, a lot that we talked about, but you know, I think it's necessary. I think like this conversation amongst friends or, you know, family or people who, you don't have to get into arguments with is like necessary because I think everyone, you know, grows from it. We all learn from it. We all take something from one another. Um, but also I did realize like you, I, you know, we talk about seeing people who are silent during the black lives matter movement or just anytime something happens, people were really silent except this past year in June, it was like a trend, you know, everyone was posting about it. It was something for everyone. So I think that it's important to not remain silent during this time too. Like now we're showing people, you know, the country's true colors. And I think that we all have to talk about it. Like Lena is right. She does a good job of posting, reposting and sharing. Like that's what she's using her platform for. And I think that when people feel like they can't really do anything directly, they have like, they can't directly affect any kind of change you can always use your social media platform even if you have a smaller following because somebody there, you can educate one person. Yeah, that I person s- can educate another person. It was person. made it's- me really happy. I just saw maybe like three or four people repost that um, uh, her Instagram name is Miss Pacchietti. Mm-hmm. I think her name's, I think it's Brittany. Brittany, yes. Yeah, Brittany. Um, repost that video and I was like, oh, like that made me, I'm like, because it was a long story and I didn't really like look at my views, but it, you know, when your story. I saw from yours. Yeah, I and then I saw yours. like yeah. three other people and I'm like, my story was really long that day, so mm-hmm. I'm like, I didn't have as many views and I'm like, oh, like people are like listening or watching yeah. and they're like taking the time to watch the video and I was like, oh, that's like good. Like yeah. everybody hears us on here and we disagree on things mm-hmm. and it's like I personally want to say too like I've not always been the best uh when I'm trying to get my point across or be heard and it's like like you were saying like I've taken the time to like work on that too and I think like there is a way to like respect someone that you care about and have a disagreement with them whether it's on something small or something big Mm -hmm. and it's like Milana's educating me on so many things all the time that I didn't know and like I hope I'm like giving information mm-hmm, yeah. out that like she hasn't come across and or per, like a perspective which is what the talk worthy segment yeah. was like kind of based on and founded on is like hearing things from different perspectives so I think it's you know what I mean it's important like you may not like always have the best tools to do it in the way that like you're proud of but like you can always work on it like we talked about like when you're passionate about something sometimes you get like or it's like something triggering to you or it's like an insecurity to you. You kind of get like a bodily emotion and like there are tools out there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're not like articulating yourself in the way that you want at the time, like take a second, like take a break and maybe come back to that conversation. Yeah. Again, if it's someone that you care about, if it's important topic yeah. and you want to continue. Yeah. So because like, you know what I mean? It's not everyone is always going to think the same. Yeah. It's important to note that 
I, you know, the, the two of the times that I've had these like conversations with recently, it's, you know, a lot of this is about race as we know. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I, why I get so passionate and so crazy is like, I know these people personally and it's a situation for me when I, when I see who's DMing me and saying these things to me and I know them and I know their life. And to me, it's like a side eye because I'm like, you don't even know what black and brown people go through in this country because you don't have any of these friends. You don't know these people personally. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm Armenian. I don't, whatever people consider me, I can't, I don't have, I have not faced the same troubles as ever, you know, as black and brown people in this country, but I have friends who have. And for me, it really is bothersome to me when people speak on it who have no experience with it or don't know anyone who has experience with it. It really does, like, that's where I get, irritated it's the same thing about women's rights when you have a man trying to dictate what you're going to do with your body that's where i get really really like just passionate because i'm like what the fuck do you know about anything that has to do with me and my health you don't know what i've been through or what my mother has been through or what you know you don't know so like that's why i'm like that's where i really uh rebuttal or like yeah, go back and forth good... with it that's where my passion is when it's like i know you have no idea so shut the fuck up you that's know? a really good point like the one person i was talking about literally has no, no black or brown they can't friends. even relate so yeah. for them they don't understand they just don't understand that's why i engage in the first place because i'm like you just don't get it let me help you but they just don't they're not yeah. open to it yeah. So it's just a lost cause at the end. Yeah, so you have to know who you are engaging in these conversations with. You guys, this podcast has been a shit show. We have like the battery died, then the memory card was full, then the light was like off. I don't even know what's going on. We've been talking for so long that like my technology is like, we're not prepared for this much conversation. We're going to go to sleep now. Um, anyway, so we're going to end it before everything dies on us again. <laughs> um, but I don't remember what the last thing we were talking about is. Moral of the story is... Uh, don't be fucking racist. Don't be an asshole. Don't support those kinds of people. And um, yeah, the police department needs a reformation. Reformation? I hope that's reform. right. I it hope that's right. We keep using that yeah, word. Yeah, we keep using that. No, we don't have time for you to Google, bitch. <laughs> they need <laughs> to be reformed. Yes, okay. Uh, this country needs help. America needs help. Okay, and hopefully it'll be better. We have 10 more days. No. Yeah, like 10 more days left of this. So Anyway, God bless. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening for this long. If you are still here, um, follow me at Starring Milana. Follow Lena at Lena Noral Dean. Follow our production company at Noir Notebook Productions. And yeah, we'll be back next Monday. Happy New Year. Keep up with your determinations. Um, that's all I have. And about your visual, your YouTube. Oh, yeah. This is also on YouTube, a very long video, youtube.com forward slash Darren Milana. Make sure to subscribe, give this video a thumbs up, leave a comment, same on podcast apps, leave a rating or a review, and make sure to subscribe. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.